Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but there has been an election happening in the United States. I'm wearing a red, white and blue shirt in honour of democracy. And each election is described as the most important election ever. But this year has been marked by division and polarisation perhaps more than ever before. There's sort of deeply held views about what America is, what it stands for, its history and its traditions. And if you multiply that sort of several times over, you begin to get a glimpse of just how emotionally charged the setting is in Jerusalem and for those who are attacking Paul. Uh, Blood is boiling, tempers are flaring, and it's as if Paul has switched sides and quite radically switched sides. He's gone from persecuting Christians to being their champion. Uh, He's now a rebel. And Jago spoke on Monday from this speech about us being a family of redeemed rebels. Uh, We see that we were once rebels towards God, but here we are rebelling against the flow of the world. And in that sense, being a Christian is the most rebellious thing that you could do. And Paul is being a redeemed radical rebel. So let's take a look at Acts 22 from verse 6, where where Paul is detailing to the angry crowd that, that famous Damascene moment. So about noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. And what I find so encouraging here is is the very personal way in which Jesus speaks to Paul. At Jesus, he refers to himself as Jesus of Nazareth, and he also says, Saul, Saul. Now, as if the blinding light wasn't enough to get uh, Saul's attention, he uses Saul's name twice. And Jesus, he meets us exactly as we are, very personally. He knows us, and he transforms our identity. He gives, we know that he gives Saul a new name. But the other encouraging thing is how personally Jesus is entwined with us. When you think about the different times that Paul writes about us sharing in Jesus' suffering, you see here the flip side of that is that Jesus also shares in our suffering. As Jesus says here twice, why are you persecuting me? And so all all the persecution, all the stoning, all the humiliation at the hands and orders and aiding and abetting of Saul, all of that... All of uh, those Christians, Jesus, he shares in their suffering. And at this time, I think for for most of us, there will be at least a a low level of pain going on in our lives. And and my encouragement to you this morning is that Jesus, he shares in your suffering. Uh, What you are going through right now, Jesus is going through it with you. In verse uh, 9, Paul writes, Paul says, My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you've been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. Rory spoke yesterday about the brilliance of the light, so much brighter than the darkness that we see around us. He was talking about how often we we don't comprehend this light. I want to encourage us today to look at the light. Uh, It's not I know what you should do with the sun. Uh, but as we think about our, our Don't Lose Heart series, uh, I was reminded of, of Hillsong United's song, Take Heart, uh, where they sing, there's a light, it burns brighter than the sun. He steals the night and casts no shadow 
and there is hope. Should oceans rise and mountains fall, he never fails. So take heart, let his love lead us through the night and hold on to hope and take courage again. And that's what we see in the next verses. We see taking courage. We see a, a man named Ananias came to see Paul. And Paul says he was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And full of courage, Ananias, he has authority here. Uh, we don't um, see even here him recorded as, as speaking in the name of Jesus. He has this authority from God and he speaks healing to Saul, which is a, is a radical thing to do. And, and healing power flows through him. And then um, Paul says, at that very moment, I was able to see him. And then he said, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witnesses to all people of what you've seen and heard. And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. I mean, this is an extraordinary radical 180, isn't it? That saw the, the persecutor of Jesus to being persecuted for Jesus. He, he takes heart, he takes courage. And uh, in the persecution, in his writings, in his leadership of the church and in his prayers, he never loses sight of the story of God and his people that he's caught up in. But he also the very personal way that God has encountered him. And the impact of the road to Damascus impacts the church and then the world. Uh, because Paul, he writes of the light that has shone into his heart. And that's, that's what I was speaking about on Sunday too. The past few days, I've, I've kept thinking about the comparison between Paul and John Newton, uh, who considered himself so wretched, uh, but his eyes were opened as he wrote uh, about in Amazing Grace. And, and he was hugely significant in the abolition of the slave trade, influential there with friends in the Clapham sect and so on, uh, preaching at HDC. And uh, he, he rebelled against God. And then, then after coming to faith, he rebelled against slavery. And just as, as John Newton saw the light and spoke with authority about what he saw, and his, his, his words have been such comfort and transformation for so many people, God did a, a 180 with Paul too. And, and, and what he spoke about and wrote about what God had done for him personally changed the face of this earth. I love uh, how Ananias says, what are you waiting for? You know, there's this urgency here to respond to Jesus and the urgency to carry his message. And that's what uh, we need to be reminded of this morning is the urgency to respond to Jesus in our own lives and the urgency to respond to his call for us to, to bring others to him. And so my encouragement this morning has, is that you have been radically rescued and that the radically rescued rescue radically. Amen. Thanks, Jamie. And today we prayed in response to that. We prayed uh, for those uh, struggling uh, to know that Jesus shares in our suffering. We pray for us all to have the urgency to carry Jesus's message and to take courage to not lose heart. Uh, we prayed for one individual that we know who we are longing to see God uh, radically turn them around, do a 180 in their life. And we prayed for um, the US with the election today for peace uh, in a time of waiting for results. And we prayed for the MPs in this country uh, for wisdom as they make decisions and vote uh, on the details of the lockdown tonight in Parliament. So thanks so much for praying.